You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. This network is supported by our listeners. You can become a supporting member by going to arcpodnet.com slash members and signing up. As a supporting member, you have access to high-quality downloads of each show and a discount at our future online store and access to show hosts on a members-only Slack team. For professional members, we'll have training shows and other special content offered throughout the year. Once again, go to arcpodnet.com slash members to support the network and get some great extras and swag in the process. That's arcpodnet.com slash members. Talking about Manor Lodge, talking about me, I am the Heritage. What's happening? Should I talk about Manor Lodge? Joined up Heritage Sheffield. Hi, hi, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose there's a couple of things, aspects to this. You know, one is one is my day job. Um, as discovery and access manager at, um, you know, what has been described as um, Sheffield's most important historical site, yeah, and you know what we do about that and everything there, yeah. And secondly, um, I've acquired this role as chair of this group or whatever initiative called Joined Up Heritage Sheffield, and that's come about with the kind of feeling that. Um, kind of heritage in all its many, many aspects isn't sort of wonderfully, um, you know, represented or sort of understood or, you know, supported in, you know, in a significant way in Sheffield kind of thing. And it's about doing something about, about, about that. So there's kind of sort of two sides here. They're kind of sort of a little bit interconnected, but I'm going to sort of, you know, talk talk through um, some of that with them to see how this uh, wonderful, wonderful <laughs> clicker clicker goes. Yeah. Um, so... Da, 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 da. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> left one. Yeah, yeah. So it was an archaeologist who actually said Sheffield's most important historical site for Sheffield Manor Lodge, and that's Mike Mike McCoy of Artemis, who's done quite a quite a little bit of work up there. Um, you know, I don't know how aware you are of Sheffield Manor Lodge. I know one or one or two of you uh, are at, at, at the very least, but uh, yeah, you know what was. Um, a hunting lodge and then a grand Tudor residence in the middle of, you know, one of the largest deer parks in the country and a place where Mary Queen of Scots um, spent many years of her, you know, captivity or custody, you know, in Sheffield in the um, 1570s, uh, 1580s. <clears throat> and um, so, um, you know, we have this, we have this. Um you know, a lot of our um, literature says uh, discover Sheffield's best kept secret. And we're saying yeah, this is the last year. This is the last year we're going to use that as a strap line because, uh, 
I think uh, the feeling is that we're becoming one of Sheffield's worst kept secrets. Yeah. That's the kind of, you know, state, statement of intent anyway, yeah. Um, you know, we're still having lots of people up there, you know, for the first time, they're, they're, you know, there's, they're, they're, there's a, a line that I hear often, I've lived in Sheffield all these many years, I've, you know, either, you know, was meant to come up here and this is my first time up here, da 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 da, da that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, move, moving on that, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's this place which has got this kind of quite significant site with lots of very, very interesting stories attached to it and, you know, a fabulous um, space as well. So they're up, up on the manor and, you know, what, what am I doing there? Who, you know, who, who employs me? How's that come about that that's there? Well, you know, back in the, um, back in the late 90s, um, there was a regeneration initiative for the manor area that, um, you know, around about that time, the Guardian newspaper described as the worst housing estate in England. Yeah. Um, you know, lots of, you know, very, very serious, um, you know, issues, you know, associated, you know, with uh, Margaret Thatcher's years um, led to that. Anyway, this regeneration initiative was set up to transform some of the public spaces in that area. And one of those spaces was the Sheffield Manor Lodge tract of land, part of which, you know, just happened to have that scheduled ancient monument site on it. Um, so, you know, there were parts of the site here, like, like this here, um, my, my office, is up there, yeah. And I say now, this was a couple of years ago, actually, yeah. One thing you'll notice is that um, we're really lucky with the weather up on the top of the mountain, yeah. Um, so yeah, rhubarb, rhubarb Shed Cafe are in there in our little office up there. It's that kind of transformation that's happened, you know, it's taken, yeah, you know, it's taken that, that, that long to get us to where we are now. But um, you know, um, you know, and we're still we're still on a journey, as I'll as I'll, uh, as I'll describe to you. But yeah, I did a little bit of. Um, I, I, I used to work um, for the for the museums as um, a community projects manager, and we we did a we did a project with um, young people from the Manor Estates focused on. Manor Lodge, the Tudor, Tudor stuff. And when I, you know, this was like the mid, <clears throat> the mid nineties. And at that time, this was still then all derelict. You know, it was just, it was just an absolute kind of no-go area at all, whole parts of that. So, you know, again, what, what has happened over the last sort of 10 years has been very, very significant. I'm not going to claim too much credit for that because I've just been there for about like four, four years now. Yeah. <clears throat> so a lot of grant funding, green estate, we're a social enterprise. Any surplus that we make through our efforts gets ploughed back into our mission, which is about transforming the area, uh, <clears throat> you know, just uplifting you know the the the, the uh, you know the, the the parts of that area that we're we're looking after and you know engage people with them. Yeah, um, we can only as a company we can only do what we do around all the kind of heritage and the visitor and the education stuff because I suppose it's a green estate's heart. There's I suppose like urban landscape management business enterprise going on. 
Um, in terms of sort of where, where our income comes in, we've got kind of these kind of different strands from selling seeds, doing parks contracts, doing like landscape contracts. And obviously it's just ridiculous chart to see. But look, that's all the landscape stuff, income. And three, and I think this is like, you know, the visitor and education income. So that's, you know, really, I think, you know, we have quite a, you know, a nice presence now sort of around the city in terms of, you know, people and, you know, what we do, you know, what we mean for people in kind of business terms, you know, we're quite a small bit and, um, you know, we, um, you know, we, we need to work, you know, you know, we, you know, we, we, I suppose, recognise all that work that people who are out there doing landscape stuff, seeds, wildflower meadows, etc., etc., do. So things like this, you know, here at um, you know the bottom of um, you know the Parkway, where Parkway meets Park Square Roundabout. Actually, this is Park Square Roundabout. This is part of our wildflower. Actually, correct me, it's not exactly wild wildflower, but you know, meadow meadow planting, meadow planting. And a lot of these mixes were developed by um, Professor Dunant from the University of Sheffield um, as part of an initiative and, you know, Green Estate took that on. So, um, you know, um, a lot's going on in, in the city. And these meadows, um, Europe, this is Greece, trialling stuff out in Greece at the minute. They're working in uh, Denmark, Spain, developing links with Germany at the minute. So there's, you know, there's there's kind of other aspects of what Green Estate does that are quite sort of innovative and, you know, out, out there, getting, getting, uh, getting out there. But, um, but yeah, me, me and my little team and uh, in, in my kind of immediate team, there's, there's me as the manager, there's um, Kate, who does all the education stuff, does all the marketing, does all the kind of holiday activities, all that, all that kind of stuff. And there's Andy, who works part-time, um, you know, helps develop the wedding stuff, is living history officer, so he kind of does, does, does a bit of that as well. You know, we, we kind of all um, kind of muck in. And, you know, you know, this is kind of a little bit about what um you know everything that we that we we do um i suppose to unlock some of those assets that we have on this site that scheduled ancient monument those kind of derelict parts of the site that you saw that 15 years ago were liabilities now they're assets that we're you know taking out you know hooking people up for for you know some, i think some quite quite inspiring inspiring experiences um they nicked photos from my wedding for their their brochure i've not told i've not told the lady that she's on the brochure unfortunately yeah but yeah second of july last 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 summer finally we got a 12 year old son you know it's, it's about about time but um you know that it was like where you know where's special for you in the city that you've made your home and you've brought your kids up in you know somewhere special that's got a little bit of resonance and you know you think that other people you know it was just they they gave us a bit of a discount as well um and you know 
amongst you know all, all all the kind of work we you know we do you know we we offer our spaces for for hire as well and again i think you know this is touches on you know we we have a role sort of out out there in the city as well you know connecting with other people you know who are engaged you know one way or another with um uh you know bringing bringing heritage and culture to the people of the city. So here, I'll talk a little bit later about Joined Up Heritage Sheffield, but, um, but you know, Kate, um, again, who said, you know, does all the education school stuff. She's part of um, Learning with Heritage, a group which involves Sheffield Museums, Museum Sheffield, Industrial Museums Trust, Rotherham, you know, others. And again, that's about getting into schools and, you know, getting them hooked into, um, you know, what we have on our doorstep and sort sorting stuff out there, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, having that part to play, you know, within the city as well as our little bit up on the hill. And, you know, behind this, I've told you about my, you know, my, my little team, but behind that, you know, if, if you add up the number of hours that, um, you know, dedicated to, you know, one of our open weekends, you know, most of those hours come from our volunteers um, being there. So it's, you know, usually one or two staff on a day and maybe even a dozen volunteers in, you know, one role or another. So, you know, absolutely um, fantastic. And people volunteering with us for different different reasons. Um, young young Lauren here, a student at um, the UTC down in town. But then we've got quite a lot of, uh, I suppose, you know, retired, retired people who, well, some of them have been there a really, really long time. And, you know, it's just a big part of their life, really. Um, so we're doing stuff for them, yeah. But anyway, yeah, um, you know, so, you know, we've got this um, got this scheduled ancient monument up there that kind of needs looking after in one way or another. How on earth do you, do you make that happen, you know, when the company who's doing that is a social enterprise, you know, they're there to look after the, uh, you know, some of the local area, you know, it's, it's quite, quite, quite a responsibility, really. And, um, you know, you know, for us, getting more people in there, aware of it, enjoying it, discovering it, being inspired by it is part of that. And again, that kind of little mix of, um, you know, people that we've got contributing, which is, you know, our staff people, our volunteers, and those people in the other teams, you know, the landscape team who, you know, who are looking after the site as well, you know, all those together, you know, we, we were quite, you know, pleased with this, having this certificate of excellence because, you know, this is people, um, you know, saying they've had a good time when they visited. Um, you know, I think I think we get, you know, pretty consistently good, good, good feedback and, uh, you know, uh, you know, a good, good, good welcome. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, again, part of my job as a manager is, I suppose, you know, is about kind of max, you know, looking after that experience, the kind of quality of that experience for for people, but you know, developing it as a kind of business proposition, you know, as, as well, 
um, looking after that. And, you know, some of, you know, again, the, you know, the approach that we're, we're taking is, you know, putting on events, activities we think that people will like and people will be happy to, uh, you know, pay for, to be, be, be part of and developing, developing that. So, um, <clears throat> you know, things like um, the children's crafts during, during, uh, during, during the holidays, this kind of big programme. When, when, when I kind of arrived there during the holidays, yeah, there, there would be um, activities for kids and their families. But, you know, might be a workshop on a Tuesday afternoon or a Thursday morning or something like that, and you had to book on. And then if you didn't get enough people booked on, you had to cancel the session, you had to let the people know. Da, 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 da. We kind of made a decision um, sort of fairly soon on, look, we're just going to run sessions you know, regularly, they're dropping, you don't have to book, we'll take the risk. <clears throat> and at the last Easter holidays, the, um, the first Tuesday of the holidays, there were 93 kids paying for activities. And you think with all the kind of siblings who weren't there to do the activities and all the parents and the friends of the parents, it was... Well, you know, I left it to I left I left it to Kate and her team, you know, because it was quite it was quite noisy. It's quite noisy. But you know, fantastic. And it's kind of little little things little things like that, just trying to be a little bit you know, enterprising and you know, making the messages um, you know, simpler and easy for people to pick up on. So, you know, I think we're rolling with that kind of family audience. Because you know, when you've got such a small team, you know, you want you want the kind of easier, easier wins. And I suppose we characterise ourselves as having, I suppose, you know, kind of two primary audiences. One is that family audience, and another is probably your probably more slightly sort of elderly, elderly people, you know, who are less tied to stuff. You know, again, we see quite a lot of you know, individuals or small groups or, you know, mums and dads and their grown-up kids, you know, coming through. And quite a lot of those, you know, will come along for our you know, evening lectures that we put on um, once, a, one, one, once, a, once a month. So I suppose we kind of think of those as our kind of um, primary audiences. And then John, every now and then, gets the kind of bright idea of just trying to test a new audience, do something a little bit different, you know, you know. So it puts in a, you know, very labour intensive kind of event here that's trying to sort of bring in, you know, more kind of sort of, you know, younger hipsterish type people and whatnot, which will be very, very time consuming. I will inevitably dis be disappointed because I've not attracted enough people to satisfy me, even though it will be a wonderful event and will have gone very, very well, you know, la, 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 you know, that sort of thing. But hey, you know, it's like, um, you know, there's, there's something about, you know, where we are that just provides such a fantastic setting that I kind of, I just want to see, you know, kind of, you know, creativity, art, music, you know, people just sort of just being, being, being there and say being, being quite, quite, quite creative um, with it. So, um, yeah, but again, this is an example because again, trying to sort of blend, um, <clears throat> you know, that's part of the, an open weekend and 
So we go, okay, I've hopped on, yeah. And, you know, throughout those open weekends, last year, last year our open weekends, we were open on the weekends, there'll be tours of the turret house and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, they're basically all the same. So if you've been to one of our open weekends, you probably, you know, it might be two or three years you might want to refresh your kind of that, that experience. This year, each of those open weekends, we're putting on something a little bit different with the idea that there's something for people to return to. And one of those different things is, and I know, yeah, Helen, you know, you've been up to, you know, uh, you know talk about this, is the idea, let's do a dig day. You know, we have archaeology there, you know, you know, there's lots of grass over plenty of the archaeology. But um, again, you know, some of that sort of family audience, let's let's get let's get people um, just a little bit engaged with 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 that. So, um, <clears throat> you know, this is me kind of sort of, you know, pulling together um, some things that um, we, 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 we can do do that. So one of my volunteers, I've got a couple of volunteers at the minute who are archaeology um, graduates. They've, they've, they've done, their, done their MAs here. And, um, you know, one of them who's been volunteering with us for quite, quite a while now, so knows the place, you know, will, you know, tour the place, take people on tours, you know, pointing out what's there. You know, when you go around that site, there's lots of broken walls and that. Well, you know, you know, sometimes they need that little bit of, you know, interpretation, explanation to come to life. You know, you know that 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 you know bricked up window on the long gallery. You know, over there. Well, you know, start picturing Bess of Hardwick and Mary Queen of Scots sat at that window, looking out over the outer courtyard, doing their embroidery, talking about the issues of the day. You know, then you, you know, a feature that's just a bit of kind of broken stonework, if you like, can come come to life. So um, you know, some of some of that 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 that, that work um, dies at Healy City Farm. You know they're going to be bringing along their archaeology handling collection, and you know one of one of your archaeology in the city people, Stella, she sort of came up came up with this kind of idea about uh, again, you know, and that that's kind of my my sort of description of what it what it is because you know what you know what you're doing is you're kind of bringing kind of raw stuff, making it actually how is it used, you know what what is it about, and you know it would all have been about people like us sat and you know what well you know 200 years time what's the archaeology of what's gone on in this room if you like you know and what's made that real and you know and, and enjoyable on that so just making making some of that happen yeah so there is uh you know this is one of the one of the events that's you know coming coming up coming up and you know part of my day job is just doing all the kind of sort of the base, you know, making this happen, making this a good, good, good event, you know, helping more people come to it. Yeah, just looking after the day, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, if, if, you know, if this kind of works as getting repeat visitors then you know i think the events that we think you know being successful let's run them again next year i think the idea you know for us is you know um because we're a small team really really hard working you know we want to get good value out of our kind of input and we don't want to be reinventing the wheel 
all all the time. So, um, you know, we over the last couple of or so years, we've established a bit of a template for our seasonal opening, and um, you know, let's let's like work with um, you know what what what's good 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 with that. Uh, can... Yeah. Which one? Oh, good. No, Wrong no, one. No. I'll just click on that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, you know, there's, you know, there's all that stuff that sort of engages, um, you know, people, but, um, you know, again, I've touched on, um, you know, what we're trying to do. And, you know, part of this is about having a long-term vision, you know, 10 years' time. You know, this 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 might be the last year that we use Sheffield's best-kept secret. Don't quite know what the slogan for next year is or what the strap line is yet. That's just sort of percolating in there. Got the idea. It might be something about, you know, spending time in some way. You know, that time, you know, this is a place where there's lots of different times layered and where you spend time that's with people and seeing things. So I don't know, there's something in my mind about time, about how it becomes like one of those stupid little phrases I don't know yet that nobody pays any attention to anyway. However, however, you know, this is part of a process where we're looking at the steps for, you know, the idea is 10 years' time, things will be very, very different up there. And, you know, you saw some of that kind of broken building, you know, sort of early on on a different part of the site. Well, you know, that site, that whole side of the site will be sort of, you know, uplifted quite significantly. Um, you know, you, you spotted about, you know, like donkey rides and things like that, you know, earlier. And yeah, you know, and yeah, for our, for our family audience, you know, that kind of whole thing, you know, will be where people can, you know, go and, you know, spend a whole day. And I think, you know, um, so there's a team who, you know, working on, you know, the farm side of stuff, you know, in respect of all that kind of history and heritage side of stuff, you know, the site as it as it is, you know, at the minute, um, what will that be like in 10 years time? What will be the experience of going in there be like that? How will that, that experience uh, of you know, looking at those ruins, the garden setting, the stories behind that, you know, that Tudor grandeur, and then the sort of subsequent years of declines sort of small scale industrial and farming use of all that, you know, how, how do all those, you know, stories and sense of space, you know, mesh in visitors' minds as something that's kind of distinctive from a bit of kind of hurly-burly farm stuff and kids and that. You know, to my mind, that's something a little bit kind of reflective. It will have a different quality to it. Um, we'll certainly need, you know, more space for visitors in terms of building because, you know, some of, you know, our car parks now are just getting chocker. So we, yeah, anyway, anyway. So, you know... You know, a lot of lot of work's going on in terms of kind of years one, you know, of a ten year business plan and steps to, you know, so that 
you know, when it comes to it, you know, our little bit on that income thing, you know, isn't it? You know, proportionally, it might still be the same because the company is growing, but we're not dependent on, you know, contract landscape contracts and others to support all our kind of visitor work, which is fair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, again, we want, you know, these high quality, authentic, cultural and natural experiences. Yeah. We want to attract a wide range of audiences. So, well, I've kind of, you know, a wide range of audience. I suppose I've kind of described basically two, two, haven't I? But, you know, okay, you know, within those, um, you know, how, 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 you know, what, you know, what would be the demographics, you know, within, within those, those focus, it, that's those focus. So I think, you know, in Sheffield, I think, you know, there, there's kind of a concern or, you know, there's, it's been, it's been stated that um, black minority ethnic communities are not getting the messages about Sheffield's heritage. Is that because they're being excluded or, you know, how, how's that happening? So I think, you know, broadly, you know, that needs to be, um, you know, turned around. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think at Manor Lodge we are seeing different different ethnic communities coming to the place, but I don't think it in any way reflects the near enough 20% ethnic minority population of the city i don't think it's anywhere near near that yeah and again you know we want to continue to make this you know a positive you know social impact for the you know for the local area you know you know where we're up on manor it's nothing like it was 15 years ago but yeah there are issues up there for lots of people very very hard pressed and I think that idea of having, you know, a hub, a local hub that's part of their part of the neighbourhood that sort of brings different people in and is very, you know, supportive of their, you know, has to be a good, 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 good thing, yeah. So um to make use of the unique location to develop other commercial businesses. But what are they? I don't know. I don't know. But that's, you know, lots, lots of, you know, lot, lot, lots of opportunities there. And again, I think, you know, you know, some of what I've sort of, you know, indicated about, you know, for example, you know, the weddings, um, um, you know, I've, we've come across other, other people who've, you know, in terms of, you know, managing like kind of museum type things who kind of bemoan or, or you know, a, you know, less positive, you know, we have to do weddings to, you know, help support us. For us a little bit, you know, hosting a wedding is it's just bringing, it's bringing like another 50, 100, 150 people to a wonderful site. Let's not, you know, fantastic. We're all going away with, you know, distinctive, distinctive experience. So um, absolutely, um, absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> there's that going on, all of that kind of thing. And I suppose, um, you know, with that idea that, you know, people are looking to us as a growing place and a place that, you know, is having some success, I would say, at, 
you know, growing audiences to sort of heritage and that. And I think um, it was about two and a half or so years ago that there was kind of quite a lot of emails sort of going around about um, this problem with Sheffield's heritage and that problem with Sheffield's heritage and da 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 da, da. So one or two of us said, let's meet together and let's see what we can do about Let's see what we can actually do about this rather than just sort of talking about it and watching these emails go round. So that kind of represented what has now become Joined Up Heritage Sheffield. And I suppose, you know, the basic premises of Joined Up Heritage Sheffield is um, what happens when you join up in terms of sharing resources, communicating, your kind of message, you know, better resourced, better communicated. That's the kind of that's the kind of basic basic premise of it. And um, so, you know, things like you know, I think um, you know the feeling that um, you know many people that. You know, Sheffield's heritage has been, you know, predominantly, you know, characterised, you know, as that, I suppose, you know, industrial, industrial heritage. And, you know, maybe the kind of, you know, the sort of modernist sort of, you know, Republic of South Yorkshire type sort of heritage. But what happens when, you know, you factor in all aspects of its natural heritage, the, the, the rivers, um, you know, you know, stuff that goes back to, you know, medieval times, um, you know, our little place, Stuart Sheffield, even though, you know, from an archaeological point of view, what happens when you kind of reveal the heritage that's not evident above the ground? I think there's, you know, there's some interesting stuff going on at the minute, isn't there? You know, with one or two of, um, again, Mahili City Farm colleagues and the work they're doing down in Tinsley, kind of revealing, you know, some of that kind of, you know, the, the Roman story, stuff that's going on up at um, Werlow, Werlow Farm. Yep, you know, where, you know, again, that kind of, you know, when, uh, you know, Sheffield story goes back a lot, lot, a lot more. But um, I think there's just a feeling that, you know, Sheffield has got lots of hidden gems, really, rather than kind of sort of, you know, big standout things. But, you know, is there something we can do when we join up, connect all those kind of hidden gems? And, yeah, some real issues. Um, uh, you know, the old town hall you know, stuck with an uncaring owner who's just, you know, refuses to play ball in any way whatsoever, completely, you know, core, you know, really testing, you know, the powers of the council to, you know, release that as an asset, you know, things like that, you know, in places that, um, go up in smoke every now and then, you know, recently, um, Loxley Chapel, um, and the concerns about that. So there's, you know, lots of heritage at risk that uh, 
needs um, safeguarding, as well as you know the fantastic stuff that's there to uh, enjoy. And um, I suppose you know it's just kind of mentioned you know that kind of legacy of you know the Republic of South Yorkshire. But where does a lot of the the, the people stories and the people um, connection come from? And uh, you know I suppose you know Sheffield's heritage as you know a city of activism of uh, you know progressive thinking as well and the city that's had you know people coming to it to work and live here and bring up their families here for you know generations um so you know coming for the steel industry again in the past i've done work with with the yemeni community and them sort of arriving here i suppose like 70s mostly yeah to work in the steel industry and um and even before then doing so doing 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 sort of a bit of research on scotland street down the road and seeing like um the uh people setting up shop at the bottom of scotland street with you know um jewish you know jewish names there you know people who have come from eastern europe there to to settle here so you know i think all all of those kind of more sort of intangible stories and um you know what they make up yeah and again i think you know some of that kind of task that we're involved with is getting people to hey you have got some heritage that you can access right on your doorstep doorstep and it's fun it's in, in it's it's engaging um you know, so Heritage Open Days, I think, um, plays uh, uh, a really important part in that, you know, once a year, um, mid-September. And, yeah, that's that's me there with a bit of Tudor, tatty Tudor gear on and flip-flops because it was really warm. But, yeah, you know, Tudors did have flip-flops, didn't they? <clears throat> um, but... Um, So, just a little bit about us. So, you know, we have different people. We have people from the universities on a, you know, who... We're, we're at this stage, we were kind of very, very loose as an organisation. Basically, we're kind of... Uh, we're a bit of a mailing list. We've got a bit of money in the bank. And we're doing stuff. And that's kind of it. We've got kind of there's a kind of core group of us who, you know, who who put the pedal to the floor on uh, do, doing stuff, and then there's lots of other people who come along and contribute. So people from the universities, from friends of groups, um, people from the council, but all, you know, just work working on working on 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 this, and. I suppose there's a bit of work going on about this better communicated heritage offer. And it's not just about, I think for Sheffield, it's not just about the heritage offer. For us, it's about the heritage in respect of what does Sheffield have to offer for its people today? I mean, I think, you know, I've been here 
28 years or so now. I came here in like the end of 89, stayed ever since. So yeah, seen some changes and it's a city in kind of permanent, permanent change. But, um, you know, there's some people who, you know, out there who just think Sheffield is at this time, is really not communicating sufficiently for a city of its importance. And, you know, you know, we need to do that. So, you know, you're probably aware, you know, Sheffield is an outdoor city, great place to get out to the Peak District, the parks, fantastic parks, all that sort of thing. You know, it's, it's a place to you know, really enjoy an active lifestyle. But I think there is just a general sense for a city of this size, we just need to be communicating things better, not just to, you know, within the city, but to, you know, people outside the city to attract people in so that, you know, we are, you know, um, you know, it's it's a competitive world, isn't it? You know, we just we just need need that. Um, so, you know, the feeling that, you know, as a heritage sector, we've got a part to play in that um, that bigger bigger initiative and you know better resourced well so much of you know what 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 we're doing about you know preserving safeguarding you know caring for sharing Sheffield's heritage so much of it is done by volunteers yeah and um we have that anyway like um about 18 or so months ago we got some money through um year of making and that enabled us to um put on a conference, which we called Making History for a Successful City. And about um, 130 people came along to that conference. I think we went into there thinking, um, we're probably asking for a mandate to develop a strategy for the city's, how we we work with the um, city's heritage. And um, and we kind of of got, got that mandate really. And yeah, you know, strategy it could be that could be that document up on that shelf couldn't it you know nobody looking at it i'm kind of sort of talking more about this using less this kind of strategy word more about describing it it's about a vision and it's about a plan really so um that's kind of what we're working on for and you know people like in the um and the Star and Telegraph, they're really interested in this because, you know, they've got a stake in, you know, people being proud in their city and heritage being part of, of, of that, giving and giving it value. So, <clears throat> you know, we've been quite busy. When, when we came into the new year, we actually didn't have people to deliver these workshops. <laughs> So that was one of the first things that got we got going on uh, when I got back from from Christmas. And you see, the first workshop was eleventh of January. There, yeah. so we've done we've delivered these workshops. So that that um, at that conference, um, we were kind of looking at um, these kind of four themes: uh, economic vitality and tourism, and all that kind of message I've said about. You know, that, that's kind of part of my my day job is about you know visitors, isn't it? And again, you know what I'm saying about the uh you know communicating but yeah there's lots of people you know with um you know absolute belief that heritage is good 
for mind, body and soul. Yeah, you know, what we do. So kind of health and well-being thing. Cohesion and community pride. I kind of touched on that about some of the demographic of those people who, you know, are hooked up with um, heritage. And also um, just all the stories that are out there in those kind of different communities. Um, I kind of mentioned some of the work with, with 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 the Yemeni community about you know about their story them them being part of Sheffield's heritage story so that cohesion and community pride strand and um, about quality heritage environment again um, you know again highlighting you know some of those those buildings the fabric some of the fabric that we've got you know being at risk and um, um, you know. Um, this morning, um, some of my colleagues were at a meeting with the, with the council's planning department, you know, expressly about how do we go about safeguarding, you know, the city's, you know, built heritage? How do we develop that? Um, and, you know, ensuring that we're part of, like, things like planning guidance, things like that, you know, real nitty gritty nuts and bolts so that, you know, when developers, you know, want to develop a site that has some kind of heritage value, they'll need to do that sensitively, you know, and that's in, you know, the council's, you know, planning, planning documents. So we're kind of working on on, on that. And yeah, you know, the young people are part of this um, and, um, you know, Probably, you know, heritage is, you know, part of all that kind of things. And oh, there's some heritage around here, you know, and uh, engage with that. So we've got a heap of information. We've got, you know, lots of people have given their views through this process. And it's also, as a process as well, it's sort of flagged up, have you talked to so-and-so? Well, no, we haven't talked to so-and-so because we didn't know so-and-so had an interest in that. So more conversations to follow up. Um, you know, we've got to sort out all that information into what I'm calling, you know, not calling a strategy, but a vision and a plan. And we've given ourselves a date to launch this. And, you know, for, for us, you know, at my age, 13th and 14th, that's not far off at all to get all this ready for. So we're looking at, um, you know, two, two, two days there. One, one day will be kind of focused, I suppose, a little bit more on the kind of sort of professional types around sort of heritage and regeneration, things like that. And the other day will be a bit more of a community celebration, all those kind of friends of groups, um, you know, just, just people who um, love reading about the stuff, love going to places, you know, just for the sheer pleasure of it and uh, a bit focused on that. And, yeah, you know, what we are working on is that, you know, this heritage strategy, it is, it speaks to things like, you know, the outdoor city as an initiative, it speaks to the cultural strategy that other people are writing, that it is part of the council's local plan that helps sort of steer, you know, development across the city, all those kind of things. So, you know, this time next year, you know, you'll be able to, you know, get that vision and a plan, you know, off a shelf. And, you know, maybe, you know, you as, you know, a, a, as a group of people who, you know, have an interest in this, you know, um, you know, we'll have, you know, some, uh, you know, a little bit of guidance or um, you'll be able to hook up, 
you know, through through what we're doing with um, people, where we're making the best use of, you know, everybody and everything in 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 the city. So you know, we're not being ambitious in any way whatsoever in terms of what we're giving ourselves. But you know, there is, you know, this, um, you know, there's there's a lot of people, there's a lot of expectations there who, um, you know, yeah, want to see something happen around 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 this um yeah i think that's penny from uh winkerbank hill um up there that looks like claire from um museum sheffield um this is a guy from uh, director of the north from um, national trust who we're continuing to to work with um yeah so uh yeah, working and working on it, and it's kind of a little bit fingers crossed. But you know, I think with that number of people, you know, hooked in, you know, we've got I think every, every chance. So yeah, and I suppose I do that a little bit in my day job and a little bit out of my day job as well because uh, you know it's something that needs to happen and. Uh, yeah, I, th I think that's my, I think, yep, that was my last slide. So, uh, yeah. The working in Germany and Greece and Spain yeah. for the plantation, I thought that was quite interesting um can you elaborate more? again that's the bit that's um pictorial meadows again this was a kind of an initiative i mentioned professor nigel dunham from the university of sheffield uh has has worked with us in the past you know about developing all these seed mixes you know and and you know one of his big things is about um I suppose, you know, transforming urban landscapes. There's a thing going on about at the minute about, um, is, it, is it like greening the grey? And, you know, areas down the bottom of the hill, uh, um, sort of Snig Hill, all that, all that, all that bit going around there, you know, just re really improve, improving that. But using, um, you know, using planting to do that. And, um, you know, things like, um, you know, these, these, these meadow flower mixes, you know, the idea is they're really good because they're low on maintenance. So for, you know, local authorities, they can cost less than if it's just grass and you're having to mow it and cut it and da -da -da, things like that. You know, they're good for pollinators, you know, that kind of thing. And they're good to look at as well, you know, when they're, when they're fitted in. Yeah. So we've got, um, you know, we've got art guys who, um, you know, are developing those concepts. And, um, yeah, just, um, you know, I mean, I think it was a couple, not this winter, because this winter's been really, really mild, but the pre previous winter, I, I got into work with, like, snow on the ground and da-da-da-da-da-da. And um, I was talking with, like, the landscape contracts manager who was just about the only other guy who would sort of, got in and we were looking out at this snowy landscape and he was taking a call from 
a site that they're managing down in Richmond, you know, Surrey, where they're asking about how do you maintain these things through the winter months? Up here, we just mow them, you know, they just get mown down. Over. There, they're continuing to, you know, flower through the winter months. So a lot of what these guys are doing is about, you know, developing mixes for all those kind of different climate zones, I suppose, yeah. You know, as well as thinking that, that yeah, there's there's a market for this, you know, in Europe as as, as well. Yeah, we've not not been invited on the uh, you know any of the the trips out yet. There's quite a lot of folk, photos of the of our chief exec. They're kind of like kind of like looking like 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 this, you know, like on the you know just looking at bits of ground, you know, and something on the bit of ground, you know. It's a theme in some of the photos, but yeah, yeah. So you. Uh, what were your visitors' numbers like? Oh my God! This is you know. You're, oh no 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 no. What the second? Any what? What is the kind of involvement from the area, immediate area around, like the manor area? Um, this okay. Um, you 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 just give me that kind of haunting question because on my kind of to do list. I've got kind of visitor numbers as one of the things I need to refresh. At the minute, all our visitor numbers for this year are handwritten in a book from when we take them down at the end of things, and they've not been transferred over to the um, to the to the workbook that uh, again a research student has given us that enables us gives us a fantastic analytical tool. So I have not done that, and that's on my you know that's on my 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 backlog, but. Um, you know, interestingly, like this, this, this year, this is the first year that we've introduced a charge into the Discovery Centre scheduled ancient monument bit. Um, I was asking people, persuade me not to introduce a charge, and I kind of think one person said, that mm. everybody else, everybody else was silent. So we, you know, brought in a charge a long time. I think keenly aware that we, you know what is going to be this in, the impact of doing something like this. You know, in particular for local local visitors. You know, again, you know, quite hard pressed communities, Wyburn Estates, Manor Manor Park, etc. Yeah. Um, but what we've done alongside that is do a season ticket, quite a reasonably priced season ticket, that if anybody comes with proof of an S2 postcode, which is immediate, we'll give them for free. Yeah, which will just give them sort of standard standard entry. And yeah, you know, we get we get a few sort of, you know, general visitors buying season tickets. But most of the people taking those season tickets are from the local area, so I think I think that's given us a kind of mechanism, you know, within a kind of a bit of a kind of longer term, you know, commercialization thing, where you know we are continuing, you know, to you know support that kind of you know our local our local community, you know, with respect of their kind of financial needs. So yeah, we've we've just come through. We've had two. Two, two open weekends and we might have sold, you know, it might be like 50 season tickets that we've given out and probably 30, 30 plus of those are to, you know, local, lo local, local people. Yeah. Um, 
I couldn't tell you how many visitors we have because I've not got the number in my in my head, and it's some sort of numbers that should be in my head. I think um, you know our, our first open weekend of the season. You know, I mean, I think you know all I can say is, you know, we probably saw a fifty to hundred percent increase on the visitor numbers that we had the previous same time previous year. Good, but. Easter Sunday was quite quiet for us. About 100 visitors through the Discovery Centre in total. But, um, yeah. So, you know, it's always that kind of little anxiety. You know, you're kind of you know, projecting, you know, you know, we'll get new visitors, new visitors in, you know. You know, it's got to be a positive story. But, you know, it's my job to carry the stress and anxiety of, you know, actually delivering that and, you know, the reality on the day. Yeah, the first open weekend, it was like, it was back in, yeah, March, you know, coolish March kind of thing. I was kind of, you know, you go in, um, well, I'm kind of not anticipating too many people. And we were actually quite busy, busy. It was, you know, good, exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any more questions? Well, thank you very much again. Yeah, pleasure. Lovely. Yeah. I've got a bunch of um, you know, bunch bunch of these about you know things things that we got on throughout the year, and um, you know they're you know um, so you know for me my next kind of baby will be this um, this May open weekend where we're doing this kind of May masquerade thing you know a little bit sort of dressy up creative and you know since this went to print we have got drone valley brewery with us on the on 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 the saturday evening yeah and then yeah there's there there is that um saturday the 17th of june the 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 the, the dig day um you know for for our family family visitors yeah and um yeah the other one that's giving me attention is this reenactment event yeah yeah i think last year we had about that kind of around about 900 visitors to that so you know obviously this year we want well over a thousand yeah it's that sort of just that sort of thinking yeah so and yeah dream valley brewery are back 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 for that that event as well yeah and uh yeah and um you know, week of flowers and bees, the kind of meadow meadow stuff. We do quite a bit of focus on showcasing that in uh, in mid July. You know, when you know it, it's absolutely gorgeous. Well, when I started my job there, it was like I was kind of imagining I'd be you know like, like laptop, looking at spreadsheets and things like that. And it was kind of it was in the summer. And I was just kind of walking between a couple of bits of the site. And, you know, there you are, up on this hill with these amazing views, wildflower meadows around, birds singing. And it's just like, wow, I kind of just hadn't anticipated that that, 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 that side of things at all. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, I've got a few of these kind of leaflety things out back. And yeah. Good. <laughs>
This show is produced by Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle and was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.